It's good to be here. It's wonderful to feel the presence of God. I want you to help me for a minute now. Everybody say these words. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Oh, my soul. And all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. And forget not all His benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Who healeth all thy diseases. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness. And tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will He keep His anger forever. For He hath not dealt with us according to our iniquities, nor rewarded us according to our sins. For as the heavens is high above the earth. So great, so great, so great is His mercy towards them that fear Him. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Well, in this atmosphere, people can receive the Holy Ghost. Turn around, shake hands with somebody and say, I speak in tongues. Do you? momentous moments bathed with destiny as we are on a one-way street to eternity. The bridges are burned. Nothing but what is ahead must be faced. I believe the church of the living God is here for such an hour as this. I believe that the church has got the message for the hour. On this night, depicting our thanks for the freedom in government and all that it brings 
of which we are thankful. And as has been said, we are exhorted to pray for those in authority. And we must do so, not only publicly, but as Job rose in the first chapter of Job in the early hours of the morning, for his children never got up. And he called their names and prayed for them. I think we need to call the names of our leaders of whatever political persuasion and pray for them. Believe it or not, I even pray for old Khomeini. <laughs> I, think, I think the Holy Ghost could help him out a lot. <laughs> Praise God. But we're thankful tonight to be in the church that we're in. And I want you to understand me. I'm but just one among millions that love God. One among thousands that preach this message. And I want you to understand that Pentecost is not a denomination. We all believe and know it is an experience available to whosoever will. And if you want it, you can have it tonight. And we don't care if you take it back to your church with you. And if you don't understand it all, let us go back there with you and explain it. But we are so thankful for this tonight. There is not a church called by a name of any kind existing today that can rattle a chain of succession uncontested back to the day of Pentecost. I want you to hear that. There's not a church existing today uncontested, that is in history books, can document positively and rattle a chain of succession back to the day of Pentecost. The Word of God teaches in Acts 14, 17, God left not Himself without witness. And Romans 1, 17, therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. I have a personal, deep, heartfelt conviction that the experience that fell on the day of Pentecost has been handed to generation after generation. Though the flickering light dimmed low many times in the medieval and dark ages. There was always a few. I can't document that by history, but I feel it in my spirit. And I want to tell you tonight before I get started and forget it, that we preach a restored gospel. We don't believe in just going back part way. We believe in going back all the way. I thank God and appreciate Martin Luther, in about 1517, attacked his theses on the castle door and preached justification by faith. We believe that. And I thank God for what was known later as the Presbyterians in about 1536 that began to preach communion as a memorial, not as transubstantiation, that is, the literal body and blood of Christ. And we believe that. And uh, I thank God for what was to be known later about 1580. The Congregationalists jumped up and said, there's a separation between church and state, and we believe that. And in 1609, about the Baptists, what was later called, began to 
preached baptism wasn't a sprinkling, it was an immersion. And we believe that. And then, of course, the Methodists got to be very famous in about 1739, thereabouts. Preaching came later to be known because of methodology, a method, a way of holiness. And we believe that. And then there was a little understanding that a church that came to be called the Christian church in about 1820 preached that baptism was not because of, but in order to obtain remission of sins. And I believe that! And then one of the greatest religious awakenings the world has ever known on Azusa Street, Cherokee County, North Carolina, Topeka, Kansas, Texas, and various other places around the turn of the century, the mighty cataclysmic glorious power of the Holy Ghost baptism fell and it's falling today! And I believe that! Speaking in tongues is the initial evidence of receiving Holy Spirit baptism! Hallelujah. Acts 10.46 For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. And then from this assorted groups there were those that began to see that Father, Son, and Holy Ghost were not three separate and distinct persons but rather manifestations of the One who was Father in creation, Son in redemption, Holy Ghost in the church. Three manifestations but one God! And I believe that! Woo! Hallelujah! And then, you know, we understand that this God isn't like one fellow I debated one time and I said, what's the name of the Father? If the name of the Son's not Son, what's the name of the, the Father? He said, Jehovah. He said, what's the name of the Son? Jesus. I said, well, what's the name of the Holy Ghost? He said, well, he don't have a name. I said, well, poor no name, Holy Ghost. But I found out the Father, Son, Holy Ghost has a name. You know what that name is? not consigning anybody to the regions of the damned. I'm not setting in judgment on any medieval pursuers of truth. They're in the hands of a just God. But thank God we can preach something that goes all the way back to the day of Pentecost. I said all the way back. Let's go. And let's have what they had. Reading from the second chapter of Acts tonight. The first verse. And I want you to understand the word Pentecost comes from a Jewish feast outlined in Exodus thirty-four twenty-two and Leviticus 23, verses 10 to 20 that was to be observed 50 days after the Passover. And the Lord chose that time to pour out the Spirit. You will not find your church that is called the Apostolic Church beginning in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The reason is simple. The Bible tells me in Matthew 16, 18, Jesus told Peter, upon this rock I will build my church. That's future. 
And in Luke 24, 45, he opened their understanding. And in John 7, 39, the Holy Ghost was not yet given. And Luke 24, 47, Jesus said, Repentance, remission of sins, shall be preached in all, in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Peter, in Acts 11, 15, talked about what happened to Cornelius and said, And as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. I believe the day of Pentecost was the beginning. I don't think any church got a right to be called itself a church that it started on the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah! It's called the beginning. Let's don't go back to 15 or 14 or 13 or 300 A.D. Let's go back to the beginning. Let's have what they had. Let's preach what they preached. Let's experience what they experienced. Acts 2 and 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there was dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and the dwellers of Mesopotamia and in Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia in Egypt and the parts of Libya, about Cyrene, strangers of Rome, Jews, proselytes, Greeks and Arabians. We do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. Do it again, Jesus. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? Others mocking said, These men are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it's but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, that I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh, upon all flesh, upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before that great and noble day of the Lord come. 
And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call, 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 call. On the name of the Lord shall be saved. You men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, the man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determined counsel and full knowledge of God, you have taken of the wicked hands of crucified and slain, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face. Always on my right hand that I should not be moved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope. Because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou hast made known unto me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy what? Countenance. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he's both dead and buried, and his sepulchre is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him the fruit of his loins according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus hath God raised up whereof we are our witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he hath shed forth this which ye now see and hear. For David is not ascended to the heavens, but he saith himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Set thou on my right hand, to make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom ye crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Help me, repent and be baptized. Every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you, and to your children, and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from the Son to our generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there was added unto them about three thousand souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, many signs and wonders were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common, and sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men as every man had need. 
And they, continuing daily, with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God, and having favor with all the people. And you know what? The Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Everybody say, do it again, Jesus. Do it again, Jesus. Are you glad you're Pentecostal? This is our heritage. This is our legacy. This is our history book. This is our doctrine. All right. I'm going to take a text now and preach. Are you going to stay with me? Let me read one verse only. Verse 47, chapter 2 of Acts. And how many are glad the book of Acts is not really completed, actually? We're still writing, in a sense, aren't we? No letter writing apostles. Don't mean that, but the church that was born on the day of Pentecost is still in the world today. Hallelujah. Everybody together with me now. Read these last words of Acts 2.47 with me. Praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. How many of you want to see someone receive the Holy Spirit baptism tonight? Would you like to see somebody water baptized in the name of Jesus Christ? I'm going to preach to you tonight. The revival that was born on the day of Pentecost is not stopped. It still lives. And I'm going to preach on the subject that great Pentecostal revival continues. Pray with me now for a move of the Spirit tonight. In the name of Jesus, rebuke of a devil. I take dominion over every spirit of unbelief. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. In these days of antique nostalgia, of reliving the past, recapturing moments that were gone, you go to museums and other places to look at the artifacts and relics. Sad to say, but pallbearers have carried some churches to their graves. And they have to go to their history books to see what they used to be. I'm standing here tonight on this momentous occasion on July 4, 1980, knowing that this experience we all love so well is but a generation of dying off if we don't hand it on. Now, I don't want my children nor your children if Jesus tarries. To have to look in a history book and see what Pentecost used to be. 
or to go to some spiritual Smithsonian and gaze at what used to happen. I want the church that began on the day of Pentecost to have a living, a throbbing life even in these turbulent 80s. How about you? So I'm preaching tonight that we are but products of that revival that began on the day of Pentecost. And thank God for it. And we intend to perpetuate it. I believe as my colleagues, my brethren believe, from our very hearts, we need to preach apostolic revival. And what happened on the day of Pentecost can be duplicated in miniature fashion in churches or personal fashions in your life over and over and over and over again. We will look into the insight of how the early church moved about. I'll go on a little further in the book of Acts tonight. We concluded with Acts 2.47. Let's just take a one little step further into Acts chapter 3. And the early church that was born in the midst of trouble and trial, yet God brought it to completion to serve a purpose. And I'm thanking God I identify with that church tonight. I want to examine how revival continued on then. For the same God that brought revival then can bring revival now. We need not sit down with our arthritic theology and substituting laughing gas for the painless extraction of sin. And some preacher sermons, if they ever do make it to heaven, will end up in the funny papers if there's a newspaper there. Nothing but big stories. They preached power on the day of Pentecost. And they had power on the day of Pentecost. And I believe the same power of God is resident in this building tonight. I want to open up this chapter, this saga, in Acts chapter 3, verse 1 declares, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. Could I submit to you that great churches are born in prayer rooms? Great sermons are conceived in prayer rooms. Great revivals are brought to completion in prayer rooms. I believe we've got to pray if we're going to see a continuous revival in our midst. The Bible tells me in Psalm 65 and 2, O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. 55.17 of Psalms. David said, evening, morning, and at noon will I pray and cry aloud. The devout Muslim turns towards Mecca three to five times a day. And some of us Pentecostals hardly pray over our food. I submit to you, if we're going to see continuous revival, we've got to have prayer. God's promises being conditional. The Bible tells me, Second Chronicles 7.14, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, 
Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. We hear of Anna, a prophetess, in the second chapter, verse 37 of Luke. She served God with fastings and prayers night and day. There is a prayer ministry. Jesus told of one in 18.1 of Luke, men ought to always to pray and not to faint. And I submit the reason we have fainters and many of the leaders of our world today, they don't try to tap the reservoir of strength that is in deity tonight. I believe God will help us if we'll pray. Praise God. Romans 8.26, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we are, but the Spirit itself maketh the intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Oh, we've got to learn to talk to God, to communicate with God. Romans 12, 12, continuing instant in prayer. Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing but in everything but prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. Colossians 4, 2, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, pray without ceasing. Hebrews 4.16 Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. 1 Peter 3.12 For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and His ears are open unto their prayers but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. 4.7 1 Peter Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. Paul said in 1 Timothy 2.8 I will therefore that men pray everywhere. Not just in the church house, but in the state house, in the white house, in the school house. Pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands. Are you ashamed to lift your hands up and pray tonight? Lift them up and pray. Hallelujah. 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 Jude verse 20, But ye, beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm sorry, but I don't believe in these written out prayers. I think you need to pray from your heart. Hallelujah! And there's nothing like Holy Ghost praying. You know when you're shifting the gears. Thank you, Jesus. Well, Peter and John had prayer time. They didn't run revival from Pizza House or Burger King or McDonald's nor from the Athletic Club either. And I'm not preaching against any of those, so don't say I am. But sometimes an overindulgent in legal things is within itself a sin. Brother, they had a time of prayer. And if we're going to move mountains, we've got to pray. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple. Everybody say together. we got too many people with Messiah complexes now. We need to have a baptism of togetherness. We're in this thing together. They went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour, about three o'clock in the afternoon. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, 
was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. Look on us. Look on us. Now I'm fixing to tell you something. If you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Let me tell you, the church don't need to overindulge itself in social programs. Just handouts will not do the job. Peter said, look on us. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk! Amen! Such as I have, give I thee. We can't give away something we don't have. And our polished professionalism will not do the job. And our latest handout from Madison Avenue propaganda Ising Mill will not do the job. If Holy Ghost power is not resident in your life, in your singing, in your preaching, in your worship, you don't have anything to give a sinner. But what he can't find somewhere else. What has made us different from the rest of the church world is there's something in our singing, something in our preaching, something in our worship they can feel. And I want to keep it there, don't you? Such as I have, give I thee. Now I'll tell you what, we're going to send you to therapy. And the local head shrink will tell you how to cope with your neuroses. Now... And I'm not whacking doctors on the head. I'm not saying that. But we give up too easy sometimes. Peter said, such as I have given thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk! And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And three days, four hours, six minutes, and seven seconds later, he began to do a little better. You mean God can do something right now? You mean God can heal you right now? You mean God can fill you with the Holy Ghost right now? Oh, Lord, my God... bones received strength and he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple walking and leaping and leaping and leaping and praising God 
Do it again, Jesus. Do it again, Jesus. Do it again, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Now watch me close. God, I'm going to get in trouble. But I've been in some so-called Pentecostal churches. If you leaped up, they'd look at you funny. We don't do that around here anymore. We're sophisticated. We've grown up and matured. We don't need none of that emotionalism. We've graduated. You stuffed shirt, you. How long has it been since you got loose in the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah! 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 <laughs> leap! Leap! God, give us some leapers! in your church give unto me the church I'm a member of does some leaping I got something to leap about maybe that's the reason you ain't leaping in the white coats with the paddy wagon and the butterfly net. They'll try to run you down. But this man got his healing. And when you receive a tremendous experience from God, you're going to get excited about it. I wouldn't give you a nickel for a saint that's not excited about their salvation. I wouldn't give you a nickel for a preacher that's not excited Hallelujah. Do it again, Jesus. Do it again. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pentecost again. Give us a renewing. Rebaptize us tonight. Hallelujah. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God and all the people all the people saw him walking and praising God his neighbors saw him his high school friends saw him his employer saw him his associates saw him he didn't care who saw him I believe we ought to shout when the spirit comes on us We need some more shouters in the schoolhouse, in the state house, in the White House. That's what we need. Give us somebody that'll yield to the Holy Ghost. shouting in a corner behind closed doors I'm not ashamed of what I got tonight and all the people saw him walking and leaping and praising God and they knew that it was he who was set for arms at the beautiful gate of the temple well I know that guy on the way to work every morning, I'd give him a quarter. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. How in the world you doing it? Well, that's what we'd like to talk to you about tonight. And as the lame man, which was healed, held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon, greatly wondering. That man that got his healing got a death grip on those two apostolic preachers. He wasn't about to let them go. They brought him something he ain't never had before. And he wasn't going to let them out of his sight. That's what you better do with your preacher. That's what you better do with your pastor. You better hold on to him. You better love him. You better help him. You better support him. I say it's time that we held on to one another. Hallelujah. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Why marvel ye at this? Why, you Israelites, of all people, you should have expected it. Your forefathers walked through the Red Sea dry shot. 
your ancestors pulled down a wall by marching around it and sounding some trumpets. Why, a long time ago, one of your ancestors told the sun to stand still, and it did. Why, a long time ago, one of your ancestors got water out of a rock. Your fathers picked up fresh bread every day, delivered from heaven. Of all people that should have expected a miracle, you Israelites should have expected it. You know what I'm fixing to say. Brother, of all the churches that's in existence today, we are the ones that ought to expect God to do something. I come out here expecting God to confirm His Word. I'm not here playing tiddlywinks. I'm not passing my time. I'm here to see devils cast out. I believe He can heal diseases. He can fill you with the Holy Ghost. Deliver you from bondage, from alcohol, from cigarettes, from dope, from fornication, from adultery, from lying. Hallelujah. Why marvel ye at this? Why they some of you, and I hope they're not all over here, that if God was to heal a leper tonight, your eyes would come out on stems. And your false teeth would chatter. Why of all things, we saw a miracle. Why we ought to expect miracles to happen! We're a miracle-believing people. Let me tell you something. I revere my illustrious heritage, but I detest with a passion those that want to accept the status quo and explain away in psychological terminology somebody's illness. I believe God can still heal instantaneously. I'm not against doctors. They do the best they can. But my God can heal without medicine. Why look ye so earnestly on us? As though by our own power, our holiness, we had made this man to walk. You don't need to send away for an anointed cloth halfway around the world. You don't need to join some tremendous alert church 4,000 miles away and communicate by letter. God can give you revival in your church. Why don't you get your preacher and tell your preacher, Pastor, anoint me with oil. Anoint me according to James 5.14. I believe God can heal me in Leesville. God can heal me in New Orleans. God can heal me in Shreveport. God can heal me in Monroe. God can heal me in Hodge. God can heal me in Tioga. God can heal me in Alexandria.
enough charlatans. I want the real. I want the genuine. I want the authentic. I want the validated, the certified, the confirmed. I'm hungry for God's spirit tonight. Would you raise your hands in a moment and just praise Him? given him this perfect sounds in the presence of you all. And now, brethren, I would that through ignorance you did it as also your rulers. But those things which God before showed by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer, he has so fulfilled. Now, uh, if you'll form a line over here to the right, we've got this tent out here, and the tables and the, the cards you sign. Shake their hands and they'll counsel with you. And join the church of your choice. Do the best you can. Is that what Peter said? You want me to tell you what he said? If he was here tonight, I'll tell you what he'd say again. Repent ye therefore and be converted. I still believe repentance is the first step to God. You don't need to be baptized until you repent. Proverbs 28, 13, He that covereth this sin shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. Repentance is confession and forsaking. Jesus said, Except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Luke 13, 3. The Bible tells me in Romans 2, 4, The goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Acts 2, 38 said, Repent and be baptized, not be baptized and repent. Acts 17, 30, God winked at ignorance once, but now commandeth all men Hear me, Khomeini? Amen! Everywhere! To repent! Our nation needs some repentance! Second Peter 3, 9 Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Repent ye therefore and be converted. Repentance precedes conversion. That your sins may be blotted out. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ. Everybody say Jesus Christ. Jesus. Which before was preached unto you. Whom the heavens must receive. Say that little phrase with me. Whom the heavens must receive. Say it again. Must say must receive. must receive. The Bible tells us he'll send Jesus Christ. Which before was preached unto you. Whom the heavens must receive. Must receive. Now you see, you could go up to the gates of Pearl, hypothetically, and say, Hey, my name's uh, Longfellow. Or my name's Rockefeller. Or my name is Tennyson, Shakespeare, Hannibal, Robert E. Lee. My name is Ulysses Grant. Or my name's Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson. 
or Beethoven, Bach, Tchaikovsky, Handel, or my name's Edison, or Einstein. Or you can run up there and just say, my name's Joe. And if there's an angel there, he'd say, what'd you say? My name's Joe. My ancestors came over on the, on the, on the, on the Mayflower. I, I, that's good, that's good. What do you want? My name's Joe. Do something. Oh, I don't know about that name of Joe. My name's Buddha. I don't know nothing about that name of Buddha. My name's Zoroaster. I don't know nothing about that name Zoroaster. My name's Confucius, Marcus Rubius Antonius, or Cicero. I don't know nothing about that. But let me tell you to make a long story short. I know a name that you can go to heaven with, that you can pray in, that you can sing in, that you can worship in. And heaven must receive, must receive. That name is... Until the times of restitution of all things, which God has spoken about by the mouth of all His holy prophets since the world began. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up in you of your children like unto me, unto him shall you hearken. Shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Yea, and all the children, yea, and all the prophets that follow after, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. And all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after. As many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. I'm glad to be in these days. Amen. Ye are the children of the prophets of the covenant which God spake unto our fathers, saying unto Abraham, And in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Unto you first, God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you, and turning away every one of you from his iniquities. Old Simon, he was out there shelling the corn, throwing the cob at him. Brother, he was preaching a sermon, telling him about Jesus. He had him a revival going on Solomon's porch. And you know what his convert was doing? He was giving a diss. I still think we need some more jumpers in our church. If jumping gets out of order, deal me out. And as they spake unto the people, oh, they was a preaching. The priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them. The religious hierarchy. Boys that runs the local talk shows. Takes care of the ministerial alliance. Doles out the discounts. Being grieved that they taught the people. Oh, I could preach on that a while. The devil wants you to stay ignorant about Jesus' name, baptism, and the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. I'll go ahead, put a man on the moon. Design intercontinental ballistic missiles. Get the bomber. Let your brain split the molecule, the hydrogen bomb. Tap the hidden resources of nature. 
do brilliant exploits in every category, but stay a big dum-dum when it comes to baptism in Jesus' name and the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. That's all he wants. But we're here to see it different, aren't we? Being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them. It didn't mean they went up and said, uh, uh, Brother Simon, would you be our guest speaker at the next Ministerial Alliance breakfast? I ain't preaching against that necessarily. Y'all get too gunja anyhow. And they laid hands on them and put them in hold until the next day, for it was now eventide. Simply met, they threw them in the brig, in the calaboose, the hooskow, the jug, the slammer. These one God, Jesus' name, tongue-talking, happy, Holy Ghost-filled preachers got through in jail. Because they preached the message. Some of you are so stinking social conscious. If your preacher did get thrown in jail because of the message, you'd fire him behind his back. You stink. because of the truth. Put him in a hole until the next day. For it was now eventide. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed. And the number of the men was about 5,000. <laughs> devil got there and stopped the revival, he thought. But he got there too late because 5,000 men already jined up. You might stop it tonight if you think you can, but I'm here to tell you you're too late to tell me. I've already got it! Is the devil too late to tell you Jesus cannot heal? Is the devil too late to tell you the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues is not for you? He's too late, 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 too late. Hallelujah. And it came to pass on the mall next day that their rulers and elders and scribes and Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. Got all the kinfolks in. Talk about nepotism. Whew. They convened the religious leaders of Israel 
And when they had set them in the midst, you talk about power politics. In religion I'm talking about now. And by the way, politics stinks no worse than it does when it's in religion. Lucifer, now you may not be here tonight. I don't believe in the omnipresent devil, by the way. But he could be here. He probably is, being just as the biggest thing probably going on the face of the earth tonight, right here. He's probably here. Old Gawkin eyes himself. Hey, you was there, wasn't you, boy? You wanted to strangle the church in the cradle, didn't you? You thought you'd get them quieted down for sure when you got them in trouble with the ecclesiastical hierarchy. Maybe the awesome power of the military might of Rome would intimidate them. You thought you had them, didn't you, boy? But let me tell you something, devil, Lucifer, Slewfoot, murderer, abandoned, liar, accuser of the brethren, adversary, schemer. I'd like to tell you something. Devil, wherever you're at, I wish you'd sit still. Okay. You are a dum-dum. Anybody that asks a one God, Jesus' name, tongue-talking preacher, what name he's preaching in is a dum-dum. Brother, you talk about getting a sermon. Brother, you talk about getting excited. You talk about the name of Jesus. You talk about the Holy Ghost. By what power, by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost. Now don't, don't cut me off too quick now. And don't read the riot act to me too quick. But it didn't say he whipped out his DDs, double LDs, and said I drove an LTD down here. And that's all right within his place. But don't you forget this. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, my fellow constituents of this great constituency, <laughs> boy, they perked up there. Boy, he's going to honor them. Well, what's that one God preacher he's supposed to get you? <laughs> Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole? Is that the reason we're in here? It's because he's out there and in here jumping and leaping instead of out there a-begging? Is that what you want to know? 
be it known unto you all. Now he didn't have a PA set, but I could see old Simon as he got his fisherman lungs out. And to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth whom ye crucified, whom God hath raised from the dead, even by him doth this man Stand! 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 Here! Before you! How? This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders which has become the head of the corner. Neither, neither, neither is there salvation in any other. Father, is none other name, none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Let's help Simon Peter quote that verse. Everybody say it together with me. Neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I believe Jesus is the only salvation name of God. I believe Jesus is the name. He's got many titles, but he has but one name. I'm a trying to. He's called a child born, a son given in Isaiah 9 and 6. He's called Abba in Galatians 4 and 6. He's called Abel in Matthew 9 and 28. He's called abundant in goodness and truth in Exodus 34 and 16. He's called acquainted with grief in Isaiah 53 and 3. He's called admired in 2 Thessalonians 1 and 10. He's called adonti in Isaiah 42 and 8. He's called the advocate in 1 John 2 and 1. Woo! He's called the all in all in Colossians 3 and 11. Oh my goodness in Exodus 33 19. He's called Almighty in Revelation 1 and 8. Almighty God in Genesis 17 and 1. Alpha and Omega, Revelation 1 and verse 8. He's called the altar in Hebrews 13 and 10. The altogether lovely in Song of Solomon 5 and 16. He's called the Amen in Revelation 3 and verse 14. He's called an alien 
That's right. In Psalm 69 and 8, He's called in high place. Psalms 9 and 9. Anchor the soul in Hebrews 6 and 18. Ancient of days in Daniel 7 and verse 9. The angel in Acts 7 and 35. The angel of God in Acts 27, 23. He is called the angel which redeemed me from all iniquity in uh, Genesis 48 and 16. He is called the anointed in Psalms 2, 2. The anointed with the Holy Ghost and power in Acts 10, 38. He's called the anointer in 2 Corinthians 1 and 21. He's called the apostle in Hebrews 3 and 1. Hallelujah! He's called the apple tree, Song of Solomon 2 and verse 3. He is called the arm, Isaiah 59, 16. The arm of the Lord, Isaiah 53 and verse 1. The Alpha and Omega, you hear me? He is called the author and the finisher of our faith, Hebrews 12 and verse 2. The author of eternal salvation, Hebrews 5 and verse 9. He is called the avenger in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 6. The axe in Matthew 3 and 10. Forget the references. He's called Bala, babe, banner upon the high mountains, baptizer with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He is called the bear lying in wait. He is called bear that is bereaved of her whelps, beautiful and glorious. Beauty, beauty of holiness before all things, beginning and the ending, beginning of the creation of God, beloved of the Father, beloved Son. He's called the blessed, the blessed of God, the brother. He's called the brother James, the brother Joseph, the brother Judah, the brother Simon, the bruiser, the bruise for our iniquities. Buckler, buckler to them that put their trust in him. The builder, the builder of the temple, the breaker. Yes, sir. He's called the call, the call of God. He's called the captain, the captain of the Lord's host. The captain of your salvation, the chastiser, the carpenter, the carpenter's son. He's called the child, the child Jesus. He is called, he's called Christ Jesus. He's called the Christ in God. He is called the comforter, the consolation of Israel, the chief cornerstone. He is called, my friend, the David, the David's son, the day's man, the dear son, the declarer of the Father's name, the defense and the delight. He's called the destroyer. He is called the dew and the diadem, the door, the door knocker, the door of sheep, the dread, the dreadful God, the dweller in Zion, the dweller on high. He's called Eagle. El. El Alien. El Gibor. The Mighty God. El Olam. The Everlasting God. El Roi. The God of Seeing. El Shaddai. The Almighty God. because I'm not preaching on that tonight. He's called the equal with God, Emmanuel. Eternal God, eternal life, eternal life which was with the Father. Everlasting arms, everlasting Father, everlasting God, everlasting King, everlasting light, exalted, exalted far above all gods. Exalted in judgment. Example, exceeding great reward. Excellency. Excellent in power and judgment. Plenty of justice. Excellent in worker. Executor of judgment. Express image of his person. I, the Lord. He's called fairer than the children of men. Faithful. Faithful creator. Faithful God which keepeth covenant mercy with them that love him. Faithful high priest. Faithful to him that appointed him. Faithful witness. Father. Father of eternity. Father of glory. Father of lights. Father of spirits. Father of the fatherless. Father to Israel. Faultless. Fear. Fear of Isaac. Fearful in praises. Feeder. Fellow. Fighter. Fighter. 
finger of God, fire and flame, fire catching itself. First and last, first begotten, first begotten of the dead, first born, first born of every creature, first born from the dead, first born son, first fruits, first fruits of them that slept, flash of lightning, flesh, forerunner, forgiver of sins, former rain, former of all things, fortress, for whom are all things and by whom are all things, foundation, foundation of God, fountain, fountain of life, fountain of living waters. He's the fruit of the earth. He is the friend, friend of publicans and sinners, friend that sticketh closer than a brother. He's the fullness. And I'll tell you what, He's the fullness of the Godhead bodily. It's all in Him. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, it's all in Him. Matthew 28, 19 demands a name be used in water baptism. The name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. He could just as well said name of wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, advocate, on and on. 1,295 titles documented by 2,500 verses of Scripture I could give you. But I know what the name of the Father is. I know what the name of the Son is. I know what the name of the Holy Ghost is. Say it with me. Revival continues. Revival continues. Praise Him. Stand on your feet, everybody.
Yeah. 